0: Welcome to t one everything you want to know about adventure racing and then some. I'm your host, legendary Randy Erickson. Um, <clears throat> this episode is just plain ass fun, so we'll get right to it. I think there might be one or two semi-bad words in it if you worry about that, but don't listen so close and you'll never hear them. Anyway, um... Let's see what's going on around here this weekend. We have the Black Hills Mountain Fest. There's like trail runs, uh, mountain bike race, unicycle race, um, slack lining, a bunch of cool stuff. So I'll be there. And uh, if you're in the area, which... I wonder who's the closest person that actually listens to this. <clears throat> but... Uh, been uh, last weekend and again this weekend shooting some photos for a 5K brewery run. Apparently it's a big series around the, around the country anyway. <clears throat> so uh, Sunday morning at 11 you can have a beer. It's kind of nice. They, have, uh, they do like a yeah, run 5K, have a beer, they have some live music. It was, uh, was kind of fun. Anyway, and then uh, coming up next week, Black Hills 100. One of my favorite events of the year. Uh, Fortunately, the water is down enough so they get to do the creek crossing because that's pretty much one of my favorite places to go. Go take some pictures. And the racers seem to like it. So um, that's it. Get this done. Get it posted. 9 o'clock and it's still light out. I love it. So, Go fast. Take chances. And thanks for living. Thanks for living. Thanks for listening. Peace out. Bye. Oh, hi. I'm just on audio, but I can see you.
1: Oh, oh well, we'll turn it off then, because that's unfair.
0: <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. I can turn mine on. I'm so used to uh, not using it because for years we uh, our internet was uh, cell based. Oh, okay. So had limited bandwidth, but we have like real internet now. So sweet. Hi! Hi! <laughs> so, um, it never fails. Every time I go to do a podcast, it wants to update, and then I realize that's because I haven't used the program since the last podcast.
1: <laughs> that's okay.
0: <laughs> so, uh, introduce yourselves.
1: Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm. Are we live?
0: No. No. No.
1: Okay, no. <laughs> I'm Lauren.
2: <laughs> I'm Annie. We sound. Uh, eerily similar yeah, on a, a recordings. So. It's a
1: problem. <laughs> I'll just yeah. start doing my character voices so that people can... Yeah, my, sure. I feel like I'm a little bit more gravelly than you. I like I, to yeah, think maybe. that I am. Hmm.
0: There's a little difference, yeah. But,
1: yeah. Uh, uh, you know, yeah
0: so listening I'm... on their $2 headsets, no one else will know the difference.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're way more low-tech than you. We don't even have a headset.
0: Oh, well... I have, like, a real blue mic, and, yeah. Wow.
1: We have just this tiny microphone (laughs) that sticks into the back of our iPhone. It's very, very compact. It's like a little ice cream cone.
0: It is. You know, I get a lot of, uh, in the last year, a lot of people, like, how do I do my video for Eco Challenge, and how do I do my video for Race to the Center of the Earth? And I said, the video doesn't matter. Go to Amazon and buy a mic. Oh, yeah. So, because okay. uh, nothing's nothing worse than bad sound.
2: Uh, agree. We've lost an episode or two to bad <laughs> sound and just being like, well, yep. there was two hours of our life wasted. Yep. That's fine. Absolutely.
0: It, it, that's really weird. Too. I was just going to ask you how many episodes have you lost? And yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Two or three. But Here's luckily,
2: there. I mean, you do guess. Guess all the time yeah. we've only done like two and and mostly because of that reason it's a lot easier to do damage control like we even so we're both in columbus ohio so we just come to my house and record because it's like the least the least variability yes. there yes
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is yeah i think infamously probably my third or fourth episode with kyle peter we had great chat for an hour and 15 minutes and it's like Hey Kyle, can we just do that again?
1: Oh, <laughs> no. um, yeah. And it's never as good the second time no, around. No, you
0: the, the problem is, you, if you would just not say anything, nobody would know. Mm-hmm. But you just keep saying, "Well, like we said before, right?" You know, mm-hmm. Just fess up to it. Um, <laughs> so, who of you talked the other into being an idiot?
2: Me. <laughs> yeah, I'm the I, I'm the lead idiot. So oh, yes, steadily <laughs>
1: throughout the course of our entire friendship,
2: and I've just uh, tricked her over and over and over again, and somehow she keeps falling for it. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's
0: true. Except you're not going to do a hundred miler again.
2: Yeah, sure. That's what she says. But I've already poked loophole. I, there's already loopholes in there. There's one. There are maybe two. There are <laughs> two loopholes. Uh, one of them being stage races. So, oh, geez. no, there's three loopholes. <laughs> 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 so, one being stage races. She'll do more than 100, uh, over the course more of than, many oh, days. more than one day.
1: Uh, yeah. Arrowhead 135. Because I want to do any race where I can pretend to be a sled dog. <laughs> <laughs> What's the third loophole? Bark- Barkley. Oh.
2: That's still a loophole? Oh my gosh. We, oh, no. no, we don't know. <laughs> <about laughs> okay. okay.
1: But maybe she didn't know that. Three loopholes. There's
2: Three
0: loopholes. Plan on Sounds about right.
1: All of them. <laughs> That's the name of my biography, actually. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so um, all right, so let's go who how did you start being running idiots?
1: Oh wow.
2: So I guess we should ask, do you are you cool with swearing? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Are you
1: PT? Go ahead.
2: All right. Uh, so I—that's a no, buddy. Yeah. The yeah. So I ran uh, my first road marathon. My uh, dad asked me to run a marathon with him for his 60th birthday, and after doing run one road marathon, I thought I'm into the distance thing. I never want to try and go faster. What are my options? Yeah. I'll, I'll do an ultra. So mm-hmm. I did my first ever 24-hour timed race. After that, and did a one-mile loop for 24 hours. Got 82 miles. Was super stoked. Like that was the first. Yeah. That was the first time ever doing. And got anything second like place, that. right? We, got second place. Just, yeah. 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 Um And for Mother's Day that year, my husband bought me a registration to my first hundred miler. Sounds like a really sh- cruddy move to do. Too. We're, we're still married. We're still married. So
1: <laughs> wasn't that bad of a gift. Amazing. Um,
2: and while I was training for my first hundred miler. Uh, My husband also forcibly set me up with a trail run date with Lauren. Um, I initially was not the most, I was very nervous about running with anybody but just myself. Not terribly social, surprisingly. So I totally planned on flaking on her, and my husband was like, no, 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 you gotta go. go." Uh, And we've essentially been inseparable since. That's absolutely true. Yeah, so uh, I ran my first 100 miler. Lauren paced me for 18 of it after running her very first 50k, fifty k, so she ran her very first 50k in the morning, came out and paced me for another 18 miles on really hilly terrain, um, and only, you know, had some mild hypothermia afterwards, and only
1: kind of had to be spoon-fed oatmeal by my sister. But <laughs> and, and, and your husband put Gatorade in a sippy cup for me, because I was shaking so hard that I was just throwing it on my own face. Yes. So, yeah, that's the
2: origin story of two people who, uh, you know, ended up becoming great friends. Who would have thought? These are the stories that only uh, endurance athletes are like, oh, that's oh, nice. That normal, Everybody yeah. else is
1: like, that's horrible. Why did you have to feed yeah. someone?
0: <laughs> yeah. So, um, so did you have any – so, you know, you just casually mentioned you ran a marathon with your with your dad. Had you trained? Had you, Did you have any background?
2: Yeah. So I – I had done some like 5Ks and like a warrior dash or two before that, but really, and one half marathon and training to this day. The hardest training I've ever done was for my first half marathon, but I mean, I didn't run until I was in my, uh, you know, post college, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but I, I trained for the marathon and, uh, yeah. But I, I really didn't catch the bug until I did my first ultra. Before that, I was kind of like, this is too fast. Everybody is too hardcore. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, that is that is kind of the um, the way people like you meet in the day long time ago. Yeah, you're like, no, I don't want to run that hard, but I'll go run all day long. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right? How, why is that? I, explain that to me.
1: Oh, I feel like there's a sense of anxiety that gets taken out of it. That's what it is for me. I feel like anything
2: <laughs> this is gonna sound so silly. Anything less than a hundred feels like a sprint now to me. Yeah. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I feel like it's so it's so easy to like blow your chance on a oh, yeah. short. You know, on a five K oh, yeah. it's like you know if you have to poop in the middle you yeah. you messed it up yeah. like yeah. so i feel like the longer things gives me more time to to mess things, figure things out yes. yes yeah so yes. i like to have the margin of error to make lots of mistakes and have time to recover for them
1: i think that it also goes from being like a uh, a test of metal like that's brief and difficult to being an adventure i mean a 100 miler is an adventure yeah. a 5k mm-hmm. Is just something you do before you have coffee, you so know? you can have, yeah, so you can earn so you your can eat donut. <laughs> yeah, it's not. I wouldn't call it an adventure.
2: Also, I think it was appealing to be like uh, the the less other people want to do a thing,
1: the more appealing it is to me. Like, I do not fall into that category. <laughs> no. at all.
0: Um, so, I mean, do you like it when you're running hundred mile? Do you like to be get out there and get to the point where you're all by yourself during the day?
2: Yes and yes and no. I mean, I I like I like figuring out. I like doing things that are past what I thought I could do. Like I I think Lauren and I had a similar experience when we both finished our first one hundreds, which was like. I went to work the, you know, the following Monday or Tuesday, and I felt like, I can do anything. None of this matters. No one like, understands Yeah, me. no one understands me. I felt like, you know, before, I, I felt like if I got on the call with a tough client or something, I'd be like, oh, well, what are they going to ask me today? And after that, I was like, I can run 100 miles. <laughs> like, <laughs> nothing, nothing is challenging anymore. Like, so, um, yeah. yeah, your original question of getting to being solo at a race, like, I don't know that I seek that out, but i that's definitely something I'm comfortable with, is mm-hmm. being the, the solo person. So I also just like being the person that, like, sneaks up and catches up on everybody mm-hmm. when they're going through a hard time. Or when, the, or when the weather turns to shit, mm-hmm. or everybody's sleeping during the night at a timed race. Like, that's, that's the magic time for me, is working when everybody else is not even showing up. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Can, um, both. Okay. Yeah. Technical question: Do you use music when you run?
2: Yes, I use I use everything. Like I <laughs> like feel so disciplined in lots of areas of my life. Running is <laughs> a thing where I'm indulgent in everything. It's like if I want to eat a bunch of crap, I'm gonna do it. If I'm gonna, if I feel like having a beer before we go on a trail run on a weekday, I'm gonna do it. Like if I want to listen to music, if I want to listen to podcasts, like. It's very meta, but I will I will listen to all kinds of podcasts about running while running, and just it, it feels that sounds good to terrible. me. <laughs> <laughs> I want
1: nothing to do with that. But
2: like we had one race, I forget which one it was, and we were like trying to withhold until we listened to music, like as a treat, oh, yeah. and we took one of. Uh, we do a logistics review after, like, each race so that we remember. Because mm-hmm. there's always all these little nuances that you forget mm-hmm. almost instantly. Mm-hmm. And one of the things we put down after a race was don't don't try and, like, hold, hold off. off. Like, yeah. if we feel like listening to music at mile 25 of 100, we're just going to rip the Band-Aid off and do it. And yeah. we did it the next time,
1: and it was like, this is so juicy. Yeah, it this was just good. What I <laughs> it was good. We, we, like, we talk about, keep like, keeping... Uh, a bunch of different kinds of tools in the toolbox. And if mm-hmm. that means like you want to eat hot chicken between two crispy creams, <laughs> that's a tool in the toolbox or if like you just need a lot of hugs, that's a tool. Yeah. For me, yeah. I'm the opposite of that. I need people to be a total jerk to me and be like, <laughs> "You're being a huge baby." She's very spartan in her run. Yes, I need someone to just smack me on the ass and be like, "Get out of here. You're not even, you're not looking at any of this stuff." No one's gonna hug you. No one's gonna love you. you need Go to back leave. to the ground. You need to leave this place right now. That's what I want.
0: So, how do you two manage to run together? Then you, you kind of oh, get a we opposite. It's,
2: funny. Um, it's pretty easy, actually. Yes, <laughs> I'm not really sure how we're compatible, but we but we are. <laughs> uh, I never what? considered that. Yeah. Uh, although I will say, we've had a few key races that we've tried to run together for the whole and event, and work. it just didn't work, And we, which yeah. brought us to the conclusion of, like, if we can't run a whole race together, like a hundred, a hundred then no one can. Yeah, like, Yeah, because
1: we really <laughs> can. We do everything together, and it just jives somehow. But when it comes to racing, it's like, even if we've trained the same way for six months together, eaten the same food, slept the same number of hours... You just don't know what your body is going to do on a race day. So we have a blood oath that you feel it, you go.
3: And if you don't feel
1: it, you get left on a pile of rocks on the side of a mountain. And that's totally okay. And she has abandoned me <laughs> on the uh,
2: Left with her blessing. But I've abandoned you, too. Yeah. Yes. True. That time that you played Radiohead and I wanted to kill you. Yeah. 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 Which, which is reasonable. But it's been interesting with, uh, like, orienteering and doing our first adventure race thing. Yeah. I mean, luckily, we have no problem staying and working, working together yeah. on long, hard, grindy things. And, like... Yeah that's been interesting to us to know that kind of the norm for adventure racing is like three and four people teams. And we're just that like, blows our how does that work?
1: Like it's hard to <laughs> find one other person dynamic. Uh, I mean, do you just tell them like you and you can't speak? <laughs> I talk and you pull. All, All right, right, go. Like that's the only way we can fathom that working.
0: <laughs> well, sometimes that's what it is.
1: That sounds so, okay. I guess if you're just, yeah. you're not in charge so. here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, like so, we're um, both doing orienteering events, and it's a, up up until recently, it's really been about both of us learning how to navigate better, and so we've wow. always had two maps. Like, we've always gone orienteering oh, things man. and had two maps. So, so going weird. Uh, so, again, doing our first adventure race, <laughs> and when they were like, you get one map. You we were like,
1: what do you mean? What does the other guy do? And they yeah. Were like, <laughs> uh, they laughed at us and didn't answer, and I came to the car, and I was like, Annie, no, we legitimately only get one map, and she was like, why? Yeah, it's so it's so weird. Like I can't. Yeah. Uh, I it was it was completely foreign. I like to my us. hands were tied all day until yeah. we got like uh, supplemental maps. I was just like, she would be like, "Well, where do you think?" And I'm like, "I don't know. I haven't been looking at all day." And it, just go. And made me feel like I yeah. want to like, we're at the boat ramp now. <laughs> <It's> safe. <laughs> oh, it moved it was, us nearby. It really bummed me out, man. Yeah.
0: Well, it's nice that you both can navigate because I've been at races with. Well, they'll have a navigation relay, so each each of the person will have to go out and do part. And I've oh, literally watched cool. teams try to explain to somebody, so you're going to run up this trail, because sometimes they have no clue. That's, I mean, racers have no crazy. clue how to navigate. Um, so. uh,
2: yeah, I mean... I, I'll admit, part of me wants to be the person that doesn't know how to navigate and is just like, Hey, let's it is, go. It is pretty chill. Because, you know, it's pretty chill. it can be stressful to be the navigator because I
1: felt like if I messed up, it's all it's all on me. Like, But now that we know that I might have uh, a duty, which is towing you, yeah. that would be a blast for me. If I could just be a, a work dog. So essentially, I'm going to build the rickshaw
2: and she's just going <laughs> to pull me through a whole adventure race while That's I leisurely right? read a map. Yeah. Yeah, so. As long as it's made a PVC, I think it's allowed. <laughs>
0: yeah, there's lots of just just go get your dog leash, and that's that's the simple way. It's fine. I mean, just after for so many years, I I always have a tow leash, a tow line on my pack.
2: Do you really? Yeah. I that was something that Our like mentor was trying to explain to us beforehand, and we were like, "What is the? Per- I don't understand. Like, what is the purpose of this?" And then after seeing a team where uh, the woman was navigating while she was just holding on to her partner's pack. I was like,
3: Oh, oh, oh man. Oh, yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. It, okay. Took, it took us seeing it. Instead us, of yeah. me being like, please stop. I need to read the map now. Yeah. Please.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so no, I mean, I've, you know, towed people and it, it's, I think a lot of it maybe even just psychological. Yeah. You're really not pulling that hard. Well, it's like when Chili's pulling me on her leash. I mean, she's a 30 pound dog, <laughs> it's like not really doing anything, but yeah. I can, t- it's like, yeah, it helps. Yeah.
2: But yeah. And she has a history of, uh, mountain biking and mountain bike racing. Can you and say I- that like
1: it's a diagnosis. Yes. <laughs> uh, that way. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, but she, I had gone mountain biking on the trails twice before yeah. we went. So like her towing me might actually be doing something because I was like, I I'm I trying to like keep, I'm trying to keep up with her. And like, we started the race on bike and I was like. This is going to be a hard day. Right? <laughs>
3: Lauren's
1: like, you back there? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> barely. Oh, yeah, first 10 minutes of the race, I was like, do you know what drafting is?
0: <laughs> so, so what, since literally we probably should talk adventure racing a little bit, What? How, what, how, why, what brought you to your first adventure race?
1: Uh, I don't know. We've done everything else. Yeah. Uh, for me, I think it just seems so novel to do so many different things in one day. I'm really, Annie's not, but I'm quite burnt out on ultra running. Don't, don't tell my ultra running fans, <laughs> but I, I just don't, I, I'm a little sick of going to the, like the absolute dark place where you're like questioning your existence and why you exist. And if there's any meaning, is to life. life? Mm-hmm. what is life? I don't want to do that. I want to think that was hard. I need a beer. I don't want to think, is Jesus, just, is take like, me is now. Jesus, take me now. <laughs> is there a purpose yeah. for me on this earth? So it just sounded like more fun. And yeah. I have, uh, some key, uh,
2: I'll say uh, some key women that are kind of like floating around in circles that are adventure racers. So Laura Comtoil was our mentor and talked us through and she's been adventure racing for 12 years. Has gone to nationals for 9 years. Stephanie Ross based out of Cincinnati. Um we've done a lot of orienteering Cincinnati events and just seeing just seeing and knowing the kind of people they are and just being like, yeah, we I want to do like that. Those. Like I want to yeah. I want to be like that and um yeah, it just also it just sounded really fun. Although awesome. I was surprised, I thought it sounded like a good challenge, which is usually what draws me think draws me in. I did not expect it to be just straight up
1: so much fun. fun. Like the whole time I was like, Wee! <laughs> yeah. Yes! I, didn't expect, I thought it was gonna be like, oh god, we gotta do one more thing. I don't uh-huh. want to kill myself. And it was just fun the whole time. It, re- it really was. And people's attitudes were like, you know, not vicious, like in other types of disciplines that we've raised, where people will just leave you to die. People are like, you guys are doing good. Yeah. And we're like, yeah. thank
2: you. <laughs> also, it's nice to have the bar set really low for a yeah. first time because yeah. people were like all day like, you're still going. And we were like, yeah, we're, we're just going <laughs> <busy." laughs> see.
0: Yeah. So uh, what I heard is you had to be taught how to plot. Yep. Yeah. Yes, specific- but you do have, but you yeah. do have a navigation background.
2: Yes. So we've not been doing orienteering events for like the past two years uh, um, which I'm really glad that we went from orienteering to adventure racing because I feel like yeah. we started with the harder thing and yes. then we got to like use it for I some agree. of the fun stuff. Yeah. Um, so that was that was super helpful. So like uh, yeah, the UTM plotter thing it was like at check-in. It was like, okay show us how to use it. So what does this mean? <laughs> Luckily, it, it's a pretty cut and dry skill which I was super pleased with because I was like,
1: if I have to brush off my trigonometry
2: skills, yeah, I'm well, going true. to fail. <laughs> well,
1: yeah. Flying, flying on the fly yeah. was very challenging because our brains were tired. It was the heat of the day and they gave us three CPs to plot on the fly and we were kind of like we kept saying the numbers out loud and she'd be like is that right? And I'm like say it back to her again and we'd do it three more times and would be like I think we're a little cooked. And I think I even said I was like I, I make no
2: guarantees about this and was like uh, <laughs> go yeah. there, there, that one
0: <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think I've told this story before but when Paul, that, my wife did her first adventure race. We walked in Colorado and they gave us the maps and the plotter, and we're like, hmm, well, I've, I've seen the letters UTM together in a book. And it, I mean, it, it took us like hours to figure it out. I mean, finally, what we did was we realized, okay, we know where the start is, and here's the numbers, and then we worked our way from there. Yeah,
1: and
2: that's, that's smart. If, that's if John hadn't told us to check in how to do it, I, we, I, I'm taking us all day. My service wasn't great for YouTube either. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what? I bet, bet you there is a video on how to plot UTMs oh, on YouTube. Yeah, there, yeah. Was,
2: be. there was, and I, but I was not following, so I, I was happy to have it in person. But, yeah, I remember plotting the points during the race, and I, I, I just –
1: it's hard to think later in a race. So, yeah. yeah. There were a few things we were pretty woefully unprepared for. I mean, I don't think either one of us wears a climbing harness for any event. Yeah. Or knows it <laughs> to uh, a, ty- what do we call it? the ty- Tyresean Lannister. Oh. What is it called? <laughs> the, nope, the it's gone. Tyronian, Tyroli, Tyrolius, no
0: Tyrolian Traverse.
2: Yes, Tyrolian <laughs> ty- Traverse, yes. The Tyrian Lannister, ropecors,
1: Tyrolian Lannister. Of, of Lannister. Of <laughs> yeah, so, we didn't know how to course- do that.
0: And of course, that's all I'm going to hear now every time I see that, so thank you.
1: Yeah, we didn't notice that. We didn't know what a TA was. Yeah, we had to ask what a transition
2: area was. Um, there were there were several things that we were like, uh-oh. Yep, yep. Everybody was very forgiving, and we, really we almost didn't... missed the start of the race. That was a thing that happened. Whoops. It's, which is funny to me because – I pride myself on doing my homework and planning and scheduling. Yeah. And this was just one of the things where
1: I was like, here we go. (laughs) Whoops. (laughs) We had no sunscreen on. None of our bags were packed. We were like, oh, they're leaving. They're leaving. Okay, we're going. We're going. (laughs) So
0: so how did you – I mean, did you – okay, I'm going to make the observation that you're fit. But what did you do to prepare? I mean, who would you talk to? What did you do? Did you – what did you – Any other training?
1: Well, we interviewed our our friend, Laura, who's a 12-year adventure racer, Mm -hmm. and we just sat down and picked her brain about everything we could think of, which was very, very valuable to us. However, we did hear what she said, we wrote it down, we put it in a spreadsheet, and then we went, nah, we're not going to do that. that. We're not going to do that. (laughs) And then as soon as it was over, we were like, should have done it. Should have done everything. Stuff. <laughs> every single thing. But, yeah, so we,
2: I mean, we went through every question you could think of, mm-hmm. like, close to where, like, how do you go everything. from this thing to this thing? Everything. Like, are we going to have to move our bikes from this place to this we place? We ignored like, most of it. What do you eat? Like, what do you, I mean. Yeah. And we're not, you know, we're not an in, inexperienced. Like, we both have run a lot of ultras. We've done lots of orienteering things. And there were just so many things that just, like didn't yeah Didn't, didn't coalesce. fit together. Yeah. So, like, for example, when she was like, yeah, and just because you've done a bike section doesn't mean you won't come back to the bike. And we were like, what? Yeah. Like, it's not a <laughs> triathlon. Yeah, oh, like, we were like, wow. <laughs> holy cow, that's insane. So, so, yeah, so just all the things that after you've obviously done one or several, yeah. you're like, oh, yeah.
1: That course. makes sense. Of course, that makes sense. But, I mean, to prepare in general, we do long, slow days.
3: Mm-hmm. We yeah. do
1: uh, orienteering races. We've done. Annie does more row games than me. I find them to be long and boring. (laughs) Um, But we do weight training. Uh We do cardio where you just get on. Uh, Annie has this thing she calls Kirby, which is this real piece of shit uh, treadmill that she found on the side of the road that she's put on cinder blocks. (laughs) So she walks on that. I mean, I don't even know what percentage, what's the grade on that? It's like 25% incline. So she she walks on a 25% incline, and then I walk on a 20% incline with a backpack full of, filled with weights.
2: Yeah, so luckily we had, <laughs> the physical aspect was not as much of a ramp up as, like, the knowledge piece. The <laughs> knowledge piece yeah. is lacking. Yes, it was a not like, we were like, well, we can just show up and grind anywhere, but, you but know. When it comes to technical things. Or knowing what's going on in general. <laughs> we might be a little bit screwed.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, Going to a race and not knowing is not unusual, but it's usually because it's one person and they're with a team that is experienced. Yeah. So you had to add a-
1: two big bongs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so what, what of the race went good and what went bad?
2: So what of the race went, you want to
0: take
1: one of those and I'll take the other. Uh, sure. yeah. <laughs> so do you want to do good first? Oh yeah, I'll do good. Good okay. sounds great. I just think it's fun to race mountain bikes. I enjoy that. But But also, I had never been in a boat trying to accomplish anything other than float and drink. So to uh, traverse uh, an action stage, the Wabash River, directly across to try to get into an inlet was just the most exciting thing in the whole world. So, you know, we had to go upriver to come downriver to make it to the Mm. inlet. And when we just eeked by into the inlet. We were like, we're all in his man! <laughs> High five the bridge supports, continued <laughs> on our were, way. <laughs> we were so insanely jazzed. Uh, what went right? Um, I think we stayed calm when we get too excited whenever we get to a, like the very first CP in every single race. We get too jazzed. We think we know where we're going. We, batch we, it. we don't We don't aim off of anything. We don't take a bearing. We don't count paces. We just go, I feel like it's that way! <laughs> and then we go. So we didn't do that. Yeah. We were much more measured when we attacked pretty much everything in the beginning. Yeah. And I feel like we
2: did a, a really good job of keeping our effort level at the maximum sustainable level all day. I wouldn't say that's exactly So, like, true. we didn't blow it out on biking. We didn't blow it out on running. But we, we weren't didn't farting couch, about either. No. We were never farting about No. So it was like, <laughs> I, I felt like the most we could have sustained... To have
1: lasted, the oh whole yeah, 12 without hours. burning up into the sun like Icarus, we yep. were we were cooking, but not burning up our brains. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want to talk about where where things went wrong? I mean, wh- nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no <problem. laughs> oh, you mean that time that we did uh, concentric circles into the
2: middle of a strip? yes, yeah? So we had, uh, so there w- we had gotten our mojo. I mean, we were just really like, oh my God, we're going to, we're going to clear a course. We've ne- like, we've, we've done never several road games and we've never cleared. Never. We've never gotten close. We're always the people that are like, it's impossible. And then yeah. somebody clears a course and we're like, oh, well. If you we
1: fold the map into six, we clear <laughs> we'll the, this part. The course. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what you guys do. <laughs> yeah. Did.
2: So we started to get about three quarters of the way through and we were like, we might clear yeah, it We like, got a little be really exciting cat on the back, and there was two uh, trekking points towards the end that we had to plot and then go find, and we found one, like, right on the nose, and then the second one uh, we
1: were just Wandering
2: all <laughs> over the place. Like just wandering all but, over the place. Like and our deepest
1: fear is that you know, one checkpoint is why the whole day. Yes, because,
2: uh, honestly, like I I'm not I'm not quite a world class navigator yet. But <laughs> inevitably on each orienteering event, there's some checkpoint that we spend, you know,
1: an hour we just just, go, it can't it
2: has
1: to, it be, has it to be it here. has to be here. It's here to be here.
2: It's, it's just right. It's cloaked. Yeah. It's cloaked. We, we have to <laughs> counted
1: the re entrance and this is the one. Yeah.
2: Surely this is the. Yep. One. So, uh, so we, so we started getting really excited about the the potential of clearing the course, which just seemed insane to us. To just being like, Boop, and then finally like, Nope, we're still the same cruddy navigators yeah. we've always been. But so we had bailed actually on finding that checkpoint, yeah, and we were on our way back okay. towards the transition area to Slightly just start the mountain bike section. And Lauren turned around to tell me something. And she goes, "The checkpoint is <laughs> right there." She learned like to, to tell me something and just happened to see it on the hilltop in the distance. And it was like, like I feel like we there should be like an asterisk that says like, uh 36 CPs one. Minus one." Minus one. Serendipity
1: CPs don't count. No one should no one should give us There was no point.
2: skill involved. Although, your eyes aren't that great, so maybe No, they're you know. terrible. I had already hallucinated two CPs Oh, that's <laughs> true. That's true. She kept saying, like, there, I saw it. And I'm like, where? She's like, no, I
1: didn't.
2: So, <laughs> this time it turned out, you know, third time's a charm, she actually saw the CP. Oh, yeah. So that was one of the, th- that was still one of the things that went wrong. And then the other thing that went wrong uh, was like, the final mountain y- bike. Which like, is like, the, this is another thing that was like, that was weird for us with not having us both navigating cause we're used to just both navigating yeah. all the time. Yeah. So, uh, the last mountain bike section was supposed to be just like this beautiful, like all the CPs were going to be on the mountain bike course. And essentially you would just do the mount- the whole mountain bike course and you would scoop up all the, all the CPs. And because of the rain, we had alternate CPs. And it was like just scattered everywhere in the park. So like, My brain was already not working towards the end of the day, so the idea of like chaining all these like far out points just it it just was like beyond me at that point. So uh, we got to a section where it was actually on a supplemental map that that Lauren could use, and (laughs) I was (laughs) and I was like I, I. and I'm not gonna I'm not like Spoiler alert, I was like I, I I asked point blank, like, do you have the navigation? Because I essentially I was like, I'm gonna go to sleep for a little bit. Like <laughs> for now said,
1: what percentage do you feel confident in the next turns? And I said, ninety eight percent. And I, I was like, Goodbye. So like <laughs> turned off last word. Turned off that point of my <laughs> part of my brain. What we've discovered is on USGS maps, a road is not necessarily a road. Yeah. it could be oh, yeah. a pile of grass for twenty miles that has a couple pebbles in it, right? From nineteen forty-five.
2: Right. Yes. So, and like we uh, know this from orienteering, like you don't just like take whatever your map says and don't apply any common it sense to me. I know. So we were looking for a road intersection, and it was actually just a trail intersection. And like we we overshot we, it. We went by like um like a mile and a half. We just kept going on the road, and and we were just I think so in the zone, like yeah yeah we're biking on the road
1: like and yeah it, we're going so it fast started to pour <laughs> and so we were we just crew we sailed by the trail and so
2: all of a sudden we get to this T intersection and we're like doing the thing which you know you're not supposed to do where you're like well i'm just going to make the map fit what it's is it, the reality yep, like i yep. know it says this is going north but maybe it's not north maybe we're in alternate dimension where <laughs> north is east and east is north I'm <laughs> no. have <laughs> you done that right yeah yeah so you just yep like, I yep can't, yep I can't be here because that would be way too far. So, like, so uh, then I became hyper-engaged in navigating again because I was like, oh, honey, uh, no. You wouldn't have found it either. <laughs> no, guess. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have. <laughs> yeah. So then we, so at the point where we're, like, the most lost, it started raining comically hard. Like, we were both laughing because we were like, this is... You know, this yeah. makes for a better story. It yes. had to happen this way because if we would have just gone through without any incidents, what would be the fun in having having that experience? So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so that's what went wrong is just having a, two separate times of being like,
1: yeah, and then be like, yeah, <laughs> too too much confidence, and then forgetting that uh, that the map can be very fooling. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yes. Maps <laughs> are it's it they're like an art. Right, you've got to you've got to decide: is this road really here, Mm -hmm. or is it not, or is it? Oh my, yeah, it's it's the hardest part. I think, you know, I think a lot of um, you know racers from overseas come here and get really screwed up because they're used to such good maps. Yeah, oh yeah, no, and you get here, and so I tell people: so we live in the woods, in the middle of the woods. The road that we paved road that goes to a little town five miles away. Is not on a USGS topo map. Are you for real? It hasn't been updated in 60 years.
1: Yeah, Holy for <laughs> so wow. You
0: okay. know what? And it's really hard to navigate around here, around your own house, with a map when there's the roads not on it. <laughs> yeah. That'll
2: do it. That will do. it. Yeah, I feel like that's been my two biggest lessons in orienteering: is like trust your map, and two, mm-hmm. don't, don't trust, trust your, your map. map. Yep. <laughs>
0: yep. Yep. Have you ever um, had the, my compass can't possibly be right? Yes. Moment.
2: Um, Yes. And, uh, like, uh, so I'm a Laz fan. So, like, uh, Lazarus Lake, who puts on the Barclay Marathons, and Mm -hmm. they've always kind of, like, Kept the myth up that there are mineral deposits within Frozen Head State Park uh, yeah. that, that messes up compasses. So I've always kind of had that in there when my brain conveniently wants to use that to be like, sometimes the map, the compass is not right. Yeah. So I absolutely yeah. have had that, or have just again been like, this is what reality is. I don't care what the map is. We can't be yeah. there. We're here.
1: Yeah, we we had yeah. that on a. We have done a Barclays-style race uh, that a friend puts on in secret somewhere in America. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, we set, on a, set out on a second loop, like, had blown through every single checkpoint mm-hmm. of the day, just feeling freaking incredible. Whiskey shots, mashed potatoes, here we go. We know exactly where it is because we're doing two, two loops in the same order. We're going for the tree that looks like an octopus, and we are... Not even close to where it is, and we start drifting and drifting and drifting and convincing ourselves surely we're still on the same spur. Yeah, we're still on the same spur. We're three spurs east, and oh my god, we're having the Sometimes. phenomenon
2: a ph- phenomenon of taking a bearing and following it and just being like. Okay, like I'm starting out, I'm going east, and then it's like you go a little like yeah. ten steps, and then all of a sudden you go to check your compass again, and you're like, how now did I? Now I'm drift? going
1: north. How did I drift? Yeah, <laughs> nighttime drifting is is real. Yeah. I, yeah, I I feel like that's the the what that's a skill that I'm dramatically trying to improve is just walking in a straight yeah. gosh right. darn Why? <laughs> Especially at night, I feel like I don't have it. Where you because you know in daytime you can be like that down tree, and when I get yeah. there, I'll do it again. But at night you're like that down tree, and then you're like boo boo doo doo You close your eyes, fall over a few things, and you end up at a brand new tree that you think is your tree, and then you drift off 400 meters east. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's a skill I don't have yet.
0: So, do you, other than doing like real gains and orienteering, do you, do you ever do you have a compass out when you're out?
2: <laughs> That's an excellent question, no. and the answer is no. no. It's never okay. even occurred to me. Uh, my first step that I've tried to do and have failed is to turn off the, uh, the bearing setting on Google Maps so that it actually has me moving <laughs> in the cardinal directions. And I can't even do that. Like, oh. I, yes, yes, I know, just what you're saying. <laughs> you're, oh god, i am lost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, don't, you can't tell me north and south,
1: I need to know right and left. Are, are you recommending that we do so? Because we'll start writing. Back. Actually,
0: yes. I mean, for a long time, even just, just out around the house hiking with a dog, I would take take the map, the area, and just constantly be thumbing and looking. Wow. Because I, what was I filming? Filming some race with two guys that have been orienteering, roguing for, I mean, they were like 100 years old. <laughs> But they, but they would they could be on a trail and they're looking and, and they're literally seeing exactly what it looks like on the map. Yeah. I mean, they'd look at that feature and, they, and it was like one to them. And very occasionally I would get that. I would be someplace and walking and it'd be like looking at the map but you're seeing around you. Nope. It's just, nope. It's just reputation. Even if it's a trail that you do every day. Yeah, that, it
1: that is not a light bulb that's ever turned on for me <laughs>
2: i've gotten I'll, I'll have flashes of that of being able to actually yeah. translate the landscape into a map and vice versa but like yeah. there's still times like i did a night game uh just on saturday and it's like you know the person who cleared the course you know is walking me through their route and they're like oh yeah and i found this little thing and i'm still stuck i'm like How can you tell us this is up or this is down? (laughs) (laughs) It's it's too flat here. I've I've also had that thought like if we did orienteering in places where it had more distinct
1: features Mm -hmm. instead of just swamps and knolls. I mean that's all we have in the Midwest (laughs) are swamps and knolls.
0: Yeah. Um, So you need to get Mark Latanzi's book.
1: Yeah, have Yeah, We actually had the privilege of
2: running with Mark at the uh, aforementioned secret event. So like, uh, it's just gone
1: like full circle, where it's okay. like, oh, well, I think he set the record on the course, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, we know about so, him. He's he's pretty amazing.
0: Yeah, he's he's a guy.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: he is right. So, um, All right, so silly question: going to adventure race again? Oh my yes. god! Yeah, no,
1: wild
2: horses couldn't. Tear me away. I know. We, within, so again, this is one of those loopholes. We did uh, our first adventure race, which was 12 hours long. Mm -hmm. And Lauren was Mm -hmm. like, I I really think 12 hours, though, is like, she was like, I had the most fun, but I think 12 hours is the most I would ever do. And I said, but you said you wanted to do nationals. And she was, I said, I think that's at least 24 hours. She said, oh, well, I'll do that. And then it turns out it's 30 hours and she's still down. So Uh, am I? You are. You are. So we're, we're already kind of working on like, okay, do we... Do we want to try and qualify and then do nationals? I mean,
1: like we do want to try. To
2: yes, we do. So is. we're like contemplating our third person yeah. and like you know
1: that's a very tricky thing to do. Yeah, that's like choosing who you want to go on vacation with. It's nearly impossible.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's worse than that. That's like trying to find somebody to marry.
2: Yes, <laughs> yes it's
1: actually it is probably like not true.
2: I know. So we were talking about like, do we try and get a runner who we can like teach the other stuff? And we were like, no, no, and silent so and strong. We're, so we're both. We're both runners, and we're both, like, mm-hmm. I feel like a runner is the least useful. Absolutely. Like the least useful. I feel useful. like having a mountain biker or somebody
1: that's a, a water pe- paddle just a, person. Just an endurance, just an, someone who can deal with endurance. Yeah.
2: So, yeah. Um. but, yes, we. I think we would have done an adventure race this last
1: weekend if it worked. If, if, oh, my if God. God. Now it's just about schedules. It's Absolutely. Like it, There's just not that many. Like we, we yeah. looked, I mean, there's only just a few in our eight hour region. It's yeah. like December. And if I could, I'd do every single one of them.
0: Yeah. No, that is kind of the part. I mean, I've talked to people that are, are kind of doing less adventure racing because they want to race more.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: yeah. yeah. So, so, what you, it's like,
1: so what are they doing instead?
0: Um, Summer biking, mountain biking, mm-hmm. gravel racing. I mean everything no, you know how it is cave. <laughs> you guys are all idiots and we'll do whatever is hard yeah
2: <laughs> I just need a big boulder to push it's fine it yeah. doesn't matter what it is and yeah exactly her,
0: stands next to her and talks to her while she pushes the boulder <laughs>
1: <laughs> doing great eh? but,
0: um, Woo! <laughs> do you think you'd ever get into expedition we ever want to do a four day
2: uh, so does expedition just mean an adventure race that's
1: longer yep, yep. yes down no. Absolutely. See, a... Fifth loophole. I think we're five loopholes yeah. now. I mean, you get to sleep, right? You just like Bivvy.
0: You can, but I mean, in four in a four day race, yeah. I mean, a lot of teams are getting two or three hours a night. Maybe you know, a good team, the team that's going to win is going to get three hours total.
1: Yeah, I just yeah. hate the I hate the hallucinations, man. I really don't. I don't know that I want to go... You have
2: such nice ones.
1: To, and also horrifying <laughs> ones. Like the squatting gargoyles with the red eyes. I know, but the big giant the elephant elephants with the nice ears. Yeah. The most beautiful. I think that only happens when I'm winning. Oh. <laughs> when I'm failing miserably, all of the darkest creatures come oh, out. Oh, well, then you would definitely have dark ones at an expedition. Yeah, exactly. Miserably. Exactly. <laughs> but yes, I could definitely see
2: us doing an expedition-style race. Oh, like, oh boy. I think the one, the one thing that's like a caveat, and I, I hate to even say this as a deterrent, but like the cost, like it's extremely yeah. costly. You know, having the, yep. having the equipment
1: or like, you know, the travel oh expenses God. or whatever. Yeah. Guys, the gear list for the race we just did, you mm-hmm. basically either have to have good friends or you got to be a millionaire because the amount of stuff we had to schlep there, yeah. I, it's an, it's incredible. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a yeah. privileged white dude race. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but that is. It is.
0: I know. There, there's no getting around. It's yeah. gear intensive. I mean, yeah. And it's,
2: I mean, we really did exercise a lot of our social ties. Like, I don't even own a mo- mountain bike that fits me. So I was like. Can someone please yeah. help me get a bike? And luckily, yeah. again, our mentor Laura, she was like, "My neighbor's six one and has a bike that he's
1: never used since he bought it." I was like, "Yes, perfect." So <laughs> yeah, um, we rented harnesses. We rent. We borrowed the boats and the paddles. Yeah, we will get double dip paddles for the next one though. We that was yeah. pretty brutal. So being uh,
2: the two of us, each with one ended paddles, going in our little canoe, Just, and then a team yeah. of three with
1: Just four extra paddles, flying. we were like. Soaring by us. Bye, have fun. Mm-hmm. Let's,
2: let's, here,
1: here we are zigzagging because we're paddling, go one way, paddling, go the other way, and everyone else is just like shooting by us like a bullet. <laughs> we still
0: have fun. All right. So I'm going to make you hate me.
1: Uh-oh. I dare you.
0: <laughs> you guys really should probably think about doing uh, C2C in Florida next February. It's three and a half days. Okay.
3: It's it's Good.
0: it's hard, but it's not. You know, obviously there's no mountains. It's, it's tricky, easy navigation, if you know what I mean. Okay. So I think you guys would know, that you'd understand the navigation, and it's. To be
2: clear, uh, that question or that statement only makes one of us hate you. You can guess. <laughs> <it's not>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, that's. True. I don't know. I think my. My zeal for uh, adventure racing is so high that I think I might just bang my head against the wall. Yeah, a few yeah. More time. So we should sign up. We're going to sign up
2: immediately. I'm going to take advantage while yeah. like the the fervor is like at its peak. So Capitalize I it now mm-hmm. because Yay! in two years <laughs> I will be a skier. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure so. that there's uh, skiing orienteering uh, adventure oh. things too. Yeah, is there yeah. skiing orienteering?
0: Yeah, there is.
2: Okay, so we'll put that on the calendar for four years from now. And we'll, <laughs> it's called C to C. Yes. C to
0: C. Oh no, C to C
2: is next year. Yes, yeah. right, right, right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. and you can do it as a two-person team.
2: Uh, cool. I, the, I, the the whole prefer it. <laughs> the whole I mean truly the whole three-person four-person thing team is the norm. It's so just wild hard to for us me. To, I would love to be a fly on the wall for those teams just to be like too. how
1: How does one inter like? Me too. I mean, we saw a four-man team that all looked like the exact same guy with like multiplicity, and they're all wearing the same jersey and the same pants. And we called them the Boy Scouts. They looked like grown-up Eagle Scouts. And I I swear to God, they were doing great. One guy was doing one thing, you know, like always doing the orienteering, and then one guy—they were just like hop 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 hop." hop—and they just yeah. Lauren,
2: Lauren and I are are like, you want to go to the gas station to
1: get a Gatorade? Yay! (laughs) Yeah, they're, like, towing a little preschool line, following each other down the road, and we're like, we we need some energy drinks. We'll be right back.
0: (laughs) Well, you can go back, find some back episodes, uh, especially ones with uh, husband and wives that race together.
1: Yeah, that also seems...
0: That'll teach you a lot about team dynamics.
1: No, thank you. I like being married to my husband. I'd like to keep that going. I can't, I can't make it from the living room to the basement without wanting to kill my husband.
0: <laughs> so, it works for some people. Yeah. I When I was racing, which admittedly is a long time ago, Paul and I, we, well, we were not adventure racing, but we never raced together. I just don't think it would work. Yeah. So,
2: I think that just means you know yourself. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's much better... When I'm on the backside of the camera at a race that she's at.
1: You know, I can just tolerate a lot of Annie. Uh, there's Same. only a few moments where I will show my teeth where I'm just like, I don't want to do it anymore. And she's like, like, hey, <laughs> shut up. Do it. And I'm like, all right. I don't so, think I've ever been – I don't think you've ever pushed me so hard where I've been like, Annie, no, I hate you. I don't want to go. Uh, not for a long period of time. Yeah.
0: So, so you have your little blow-ups once in a while.
1: Yeah, I mean they're pretty rare. They're not even blow ups. They're just yeah. I'm. It's just me saying I no, thank you. Yeah, I'm done with this. <laughs> we never, like, we never ever fight. Yeah, I'm never like I think this is a stupid decision, and if we go this way, I'm going to blame it on you forever. We should probably spend four days orienteering together and see if we can mm. reach that tipping mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mostly, it's just my dead. body's given out, and I'm like. It, Annie, I can't. I'm, that's how I felt. This, I just can't.
2: That's how I felt uh, at no sleep with the biking stuff. I was like, I don't need more food or water.
1: My, I just I can't go any faster. My legs just don't know how to do this. Yeah. <laughs> and then I felt like that a few times in like endurance races where I've just been like, I, I, if I keep going, I will puke until my eyeballs come out. So you should just leave. And I'm like, here's your puke cup. <laughs> Bye.
0: Yeah, because then you, then you just keep going. Yeah. Even after that, right? Yeah. But, I mean... It, to me, that's the advantage of a longer race. Is like, if you feel that crappy, you sit down for 20 yeah. minutes or an hour. Yeah, 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 it'll then pass. And you're going to be better. It'll yeah. pass. Um, all right, so I'm going to have to ask you guys because I can't wait to hear. So, a staple of this podcast is I always ask people, "What's your best and worst six hours ever racing?"
2: <gasps> Ooh, that's wow. an excellent that's question. A
1: juicy question. Oh. Best six I've got, hours. I've got both of mine. Okay, do yours. Okay, the the best six hours of my racing career is the last six hours of the Barclay Fall Classic last year. It's a race I've raced four years in a row. It's it's not a single loop of the Barclay Marathons. It's a fifty k yeah. in in the Frozen Head State Park. There yeah. are a couple features of the Barclay Marathons in it, and uh, I had a point where I was coming up uh, wasn't. The other side of meth lab is called, I don't even know. Excuse me. I was coming up a climb, and I thought, this is it. This is my day. I feel like I'm going to vomit. I'm just going to have to lay down at the ridge and call it and wait for the medics to come get my sad <laughs> butt. And I just thought, this is it. And I got to the top, and I was like, oh, keep going. And I soared down the other side. And for some reason, I think getting a little ice in me, uh, I, just, I found my bearings again. And I raced my bloody hair off. I just, I ran for my life. And, I, and my body let me. It was just <laughs> the most amazing thing ever. I, I climbed Ratjaw, which is one of the most famous climbs. Yeah, and
2: also, it wasn't just subjectively you did well. Objectively, she did Rat Jaw, which is one of the key climbs that does, you know, a couple thousand feet of incline in like 1.1 miles or something like that. She did. Her time doing that climb was in contention along with, like, the top 15 people for the day. Like, so oh. just uh, over that segment of the race, she just uh, obliterated
1: other people's time. Started in the insane. slowest. Started the <laughs> slowest. And then caught people. That's the is, way to do it. It's so much more fun. It, yeah. It's not as demoralizing. But, yeah, so I, I, I did the f- last few major climbs completely alone. Just feeling like you get one of those days where you're like, wow maybe I am an athlete, you know, because most days I would say like 95% of my days, I'm just slog jogging along thinking someday my body will agree to this. (laughs) And it was just one of those rare moments where I felt like my, my body and my brain are working together. The training worked, the heat's not crushing me. And I just felt, I mean, I beat my previous year's time by over an hour. Yeah. And I crazy, it was a harder course. Yeah. I just, I got that cold tingly that you get on the top of your skull when you feel like something amazing is going to happen. And I just... Uh, it was just the most she magical. I just rode the lightning. I <laughs> rode the lightning all the way to the finish line. It was the, it was the best race of my life. And the yeah. worst six hours of my life is extremely clear to me, and I'll never forget it for the rest of my life, and that is the San Diego 100. It was... a. Uh, we didn't expect that the course was going to be so exposed. It was dry canyon land. There were a lot of forest fires that had torn up the surrounding The year before, so there, was, there was a lot of places that previously were not exposed that were. It was an almost entirely exposed. And I had trained, I had sauna trained, I had track trained, I had incline trained. And this was like a this was like a lab test of how two different people
2: can respond to the exact same mm-hmm. training mm-hmm. so completely different because sure. this was the most we I mean, we were running together probably three if not four times a week yep. and doing all of the same yep. training, all of the same workouts, like at the same time and got to the race
1: and had very different experiences. Yeah. I got to maybe mile like ten and thought, Oh boy, I really hope this passes. This is going to be a very long day if it doesn't, and it never did. I threw up probably 15 times. Uh, I couldn't pee. (laughs) No matter what I drank, I couldn't eat. And I remember coming out of a canyon in maybe mile 40 or something, just covered in black biting flies and fire ants on my legs (laughs) and throw up on my mouth and my eyes almost swollen shut, and my fingers blew up. Yeah, it was, uh, you had a lot salt, of stuff I had salt on. issues, so I just had two snowman mittens on.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and, like, we were... So we were coming out of this canyon, which was, like, it was... It was the worst. Like, I remember just feeling like, I feel like we're just in a sauna. Yeah. Like, it's and, over 100 degrees. And so we're going up this big climb out of the canyon, and Lauren is like, I, I, just, need, I just need a break. And this is also the origination of the person we call Haunted Lauren, <laughs> which is, like, sunken in cheeks and, like, just, like, dead eyes. And so she's, like, looking at me with this haunted face. She's like, I just need to take a break. And she, like, sits down on the ground, and I said oh, honey, I said, you got to get up because you just sat in an anthill. She's just, like, sitting in ants. like <laughs> I was like, oh, this is not no, good. This the is not pitiful, good.
1: The most pitiful I've ever been in my whole life. And I remember coming up into the aid station at mile 45 out of this the finish of this terrible climb, and I looked at the back of Annie, and I saw her peeling away from me little by little, and I just thought, there is no joy here. There is no fun to be had. There is no redeeming thing about this sport or this race or this day. I never want to run again for the rest of my life and I hope I die. <laughs> I hope I die right now. I've just I've never been to a place and that's just not hyperbole. I mean, it I it sounds like a joke, but I really got to a place where my body felt so horrible that I thought I think I would rather die than feel this way. And that is a dark Thing now. to achieve in your mind.
2: Fun fact she has since ran other 100 milers. That is not the thing that broke her on 100 <laughs> milers. I don't know how that's possible. You've since run and one hundred miler since that experience. It would make more sense yes. that you had that, and then you were like, now I'm done with hundreds, but instead you were like, I'll do something terrible, then I'm going to run a couple hundreds well, I'm going to win one of them, and now I'm done. I think
1: it's the <laughs> ghost of that moment. That I, will I forever agree. Retur- it's, the, it's the ghost of that moment that forever returns to me that says, don't go. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You don't want to go back to that cave. Don't go. <laughs> That's mine. I'm very curious to hear yours cuz I don't think I could answer I don't know this that I you.
2: don't know that I can answer this for me but I think so I think trash like, bag maybe Oh no oh, because okay. in retrospect that was that was silly um but my best 6 hours is from that event so I did a uh I did the 3 day division at the Across the Years Ultra which is a 1 mile loop that goes over the course of New Years and for my husband and my 10th uh wedding anniversary we both did the 72 hour event so uh, my goal was to get 200 miles, and I did I did something like 100k on the first day, like 60, and then did less miles than that the second day. And on the third day, I needed to do uh, I had to do 70, yeah, like 75 miles in order to hit my 200 mile goal, and. This tends to be my M.O. I'll start moderate, and then I just, like, slack off. I think it's just procrastination while running. So I slack off in the middle, and then I find myself with a boatload of work that I need to do towards the end. So on the third day, I... I, and it's funny because when I think about like a good experience racing, it's not like a time that I felt like free or like I went well, it's when I I was like, what have I got left in here? And I'm like, yes, I have all this (laughs) crazy strength in here. And so like, it was raining, even though it was in Arizona, like everybody was like, oh, the weather will be great. It was rainy. It was cold. And on the third day, I just like, I just pulled it out. I ended up running more miles on the third day than I had the previous two individually. Um, and like at one point it was raining, pouring rain. I'm the, I'm the warmest runner in the history of ever. I was running in a sports bra when people were like in a down jacket yeah. with a raincoat oh, over yeah. it. And I was like in a sports bra and short shorts and was just like, I'm
1: still too hot. I'm still too they hot. Like, that girl has hypothermia. Yes. She's going to walk clean off the no, mountain. there literally was one of the, the, uh, other older
2: guys that was running and runs every year. He was like, he, later he took my hand and he goes, I'm so glad you put a shirt on. I was worried about you. <laughs> I'm not Everest. It's just yes. like no, I, am hot. I am I am. I <laughs> am. And so like and uh, I got tired of how my shoes felt, so I ended up running about twenty miles in Chaco sandals, <laughs> which are essentially divas. And like yeah. at one point I'm like sprinting in the pouring rain wearing sandals in a sports bra and while other people are like huddled in the warming tent and I was just like, Yes. <laughs> this is who I am. And I felt like, this is what I've worked for. I've worked for this moment when nobody else wants to be even running to be running in a sports bra and sandals. you like a sick person. Yeah. And so I, I would say that was probably my best six hours during, was during the course of that and just feeling the like... The race that I guessed was your worst was your best <laughs> story, which that is, makes me feel like I don't know you. No, I think, I think that actually means you know me really well. Oh. My worst would be my best. Oh. Um, yeah. Yeah. So then... My worst, uh, oh, I know what my worst racing is. So I did, uh, I did the burning river 100 and I had a goal to do sub 24 and didn't end up making that goal, but it was, uh, it was a really hot race. I actually had a great first 50 miles and then when we got to I was with Lauren as my pacer at that point and another friend that was running as part of her relay over the course of 100-milers 100, uh, 100 miles so there was the three of us together and when I had maybe like what 15 miles left mm-hmm. I just felt like <laughs> like my will was going yes I felt like very winter which is very not me and I just was like it's just too hard. Like I was like, not a, not
1: a sentence in Annie's vocabulary.
2: And I just felt like I, I'm just so tired. I'm so tired. I just want to be done. Like I'm, I'm done with this. And Mm -hmm. like, uh, I finished the race and I felt like I had DNF because I felt like my brain had quit. So even though I ended up finishing with like like a 25 and a half hour time or something. But like I've never seen you
1: cry after a race before yeah, and so you like not, Niagara Falls. Yeah. So like, also where is it? Isn't, don't yeah. you have a first place award yeah, in that so exact race? Yeah. So I got yeah, like third in my
2: age group. but like, like It felt like my worst because I really felt like my brain had quit on me and I had not hmm. had that happen before. Usually it was like, you know, some part of my body didn't want to go anymore, but my brain was like, if somebody showed up in a golf course right now, a golf cart right now, it would take me to the finish. I'd be like, Peace, idiots! <laughs> like, yeah. And I just, I, I finished, and, like, even once the finish line came into sight, I sprinted as hard as she I could. She dropped
1: both of her pacers. Because
2: I wanted to be done. Like I She ran a seven-minute mile for the last half mile. So, you know, the, yeah. par- <laughs> the power of the brain. So, like, I would say that that was probably my worst, because mm. I, I, like... For months afterwards, like if you were to ask me, like my first impression, I would have been like, I DNF that race because yeah. my my brain stopped yeah. and my body just happened to keep going. Mm-hmm.
0: Wow, well, that's it. That's then- interesting that that's your worst, but <laughs> I believe it. I mean, I sort of under—I understand it. So, but um, okay. So, just a couple more questions because otherwise, you guys are going to run out of wine.
4: <laughs> Never. <laughs> <And>
2: I <can't- laughs> A so,
0: big weekend. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, well, I, I no, I do like this question. What's your? You, you must have a bucket race, bucket list race.
2: I mean, I think Arrowhead. Is, Arrowhead's
1: one of my bucket
0: list. Yeah, races. I,
2: because it's something that's out of the norm for us. So mm-hmm. doing Arrowhead one thirty five would be really cool. I'm, I'm also just again, I, I'm I'm always too hot. Like I, I'm just always too hot. So the idea of being at an event where I will finally not be too yeah. warm,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah. so <laughs> I'm actually, I'm actually signed up to do one of my biggest bucket list events in the world, which is the Trans Rockies Race. Uh, I never thought I would be able to go to Trans Rockies because it's so insanely costly to get there. I mean, the race registration itself is. Two grand a person. Two grand a person. Yeah. Uh, and so we uh, weaselled our way into being able to do that through Cthulhu, which is an amazing honor, and uh, and because we had friends nominate us, because yeah, we thought, yeah, you know, we had a lot of support. We just got we got nominated by a bunch of cool people, and uh, it really, I mean, it's just something that I I chucked in a pile and thought, when I get a good job in my fifties, <laughs> I will do that race. <laughs> So yeah. that for me multi day event is really cool to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um That's and cool. I would say a really fresh bucket list item is Nationals, nationals. for
2: adventure. There you right go. Absolutely. Like, yes. yeah, absolutely yes. Although I yeah. I honestly I honestly can't imagine us not doing it this year. Like the thought of not doing it until next really, year really bums like, me out. It really bums me out. It yeah. feels like I didn't get to go to it'll feel like I didn't go to get to go to my favorite
1: amusement park this season or something it's if also we can't do it this <laughs> year. Sandwiched between the two hardest races of my year. I only am signed up for three races this year and two of them bookend the weekend of nationals.
0: <laughs> Perfect. <sighs> Good training. Yeah. yeah. But so I'm going to give you a hint, remember. You think $2,000 is a lot, but that's a week. Yeah, And people spend yes. four times that much to go to Hawaii and sit sure. on the beach.
2: Uh, sure. So I, really, I really like comparisons to that, uh, like that, because it makes me think when people ask, how do you possibly have time to run that much on the weekends? And I'm like, you spend yeah. that much time watching football on yeah. TV. Yep. So
1: it's just all about choices and the priorities. And yep. I absolutely see the value. And, I mean... Just the sheer uh, sagging of gear is blows my mind for that event. Um, yeah. The logistics and the safety, it's absolutely worth the, the value yeah. there. It's just that I am a lowly pauper who is a social worker. <laughs> so it's yeah. just not in my wheelhouse.
0: Well, yeah, you took one of those high-paying high careers.
1: I so. did. Yeah, I did. But, That's why I got into it.
0: Yeah, which brings me to my almost last question – just use all that podcast money you're making.
1: Oh yeah, that's why you have that beautiful log cabin, right?
0: Podcast. Yeah, right. Yeah. So why why a, why is did you are you guys doing a podcast?
1: So,
2: I feel like I've gotten so much value from our conversations from being on the trail. I mean we've we've spent hundreds thousands of hours together with yeah. nothing to do but yeah. talk. Yeah, and I think yeah. that has crafted us into the people that we are and the friendship that we have because mm-hmm. most people just don't get the time to be able to have the in-depth kind of yeah. conversations that we've had. Yeah. And at some point, it just felt like, for me anyways, I felt like it would be great to essentially document some of these conversations because I know other people are feeling the same the mm-hmm. same kind of things or would... Um, in, if if not get some insight into themselves by listening to these things that they would enjoy them like mm-hmm. I I love when somebody sends like I I had to stop because I was laughing so yeah. hard on my run that's like true. that's that's the choice thing but yeah. like for me it was just a way to kind of document some of these uh these really crazy insightful entertaining conversations mm-hmm. that we were having on all these. Hour-long road trips and hour-long training runs and hours and hours of racing together. For me, it has nothing to do with any of that.
1: Hers is about fame. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> exactly. It. That's exactly it. For me, it's a, it's twofold. It's about it's about accessibility to the sport and it's about women's voices. Um, yeah. For me, it's when I got into running, mountain biking, cyclocross. there were maybe two other women that I knew that could speak with authority on any of those things. And it was terrifying to break through the wall to even show up at those events and feel welcome or to feel confident. And if I had known that regular idiots like me and Annie were doing stuff like this, I would have gone a long time ago. And the really, the only thing separating anybody from any of these sports is desire. That's it. If someone called us and said, I don't know how to mountain bike. I don't know how to run. I don't know where to go. We will, we will give you the tools and the physical resources that you need to do any of those things. Yeah. If you want to learn how to do literally anything that we do, we would gladly show you. Yeah. So it's about accessibility into the sport.
0: Yeah. So have you had somebody come up to you on a trail someplace yet and say, Are you? I recognize your voice
2: yeah we have yeah. yes and like with, uh we Lauren have. actually just had this happen at a deli on this the weekend weirdest.
1: I was in a, I was at an old-fashioned Italian grocery store in my neighborhood I was 29th in line to get a New York strip steak for Father's Day and I thought oh my god I'm gonna be here for 45 minutes and the guy from behind the deli counter comes out and he goes you're Lauren Kraft from Burf Barf and I was like this is the weirdest and best moment <laughs> he's like give me your number I'll get you what you need and I was just like Wow, wow, i made it. Yeah. i really made
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, I like that. That's, a, yeah, man, Hollywood, here you come. <laughs> so, okay, so I just have literally, okay, I always say I have one more question, but I think I really just have <laughs> one like, more you question. You got us. And <laughs> <laughs> um, not in a bad way. Let's use oh. it by that. Oh. Not in a bad way. But when you're going down the street and you see somebody with their sticker on their car, do you just kind of snicker a little bit?
1: Not even a little bit ever. Never. Never. Because, again, like
2: I mentioned earlier, the hardest training I ever did was for my first half marathon because every single run I was like, I don't know if this is a distance that I can do. Same. And I feel like it's all... Uh, relative. Like, I just saw a quote the other day that was something to the effect of, like, strength is what you have to overcome, not what you're able to accomplish. Mm -hmm. And, like, you know, for some people, doing a half marathon takes a lot more effort and willpower Mm -hmm. or mental fortitude Mm -hmm. than it takes other people to do 100 miles. like, So I feel like... It 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 all va- it all varies. You know the ones that, the stickers that actually make me snicker are the 0.0. 0 that stickers. I don't like.
1: That's the only one I don't like. <laughs> is the sitting on <laughs> people. Yeah. For for me like the the day that I finished. I, I'm a a self proclaimed ex fatty who didn't get into sports until in my thirties and uh, when I I felt. As much joy at finishing my first 5K as I did finishing my first hundred miler, and I would never take that away from anybody. If they if they made it, a, I mean, I remember my first block. I was a pack a day smoker. That was that was exciting too. So any increment of joy that you can gain from moving your body forward through space, we support it. Also, I have
2: to Good. say it's funny in retrospect. Like I still feel like you know people talk about doing their first road marathon versus like if they're gonna start doing their first 50K, and I'm mm-hmm. always like. A 50k is way easier way than a road easier. marathon. Like way I feel easier. like those are completely different, like mindsets. Yeah. Like even now, I'm like, again, because I feel like the biggest thing is desire or to want to do a thing. I'm yeah. like, I don't know. You would have to pay me to do a road marathon right? again. Like yeah, it's was, like
1: do I want to be sent through a meat tenderizer or would I like to walk in the woods while eating pigs? <laughs> I, mean, I think I know which one yes, I want to do. Yes. Like I want the option to lay down and take a nap. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Of course you do. That's the best part, right? Yeah. So, but, okay. Well, after nationals, we may we may have to talk again because I'm curious to see how you'll do.
2: Yeah, and, we would love that. Yeah, we, we would love just that. love that. Uh, and I have to say, like you said, you said like five people or something said you should interview us. Thanks to those, yeah. fi- five Thanks. people. Yeah. Like,
1: Thanks, guys. Cool. Thanks for Karen.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, it, yeah, it's it, it's. Uh, you know once in a while I'll get somebody says yeah you should have these people on and or talk to this person and yeah this was I think there's five or six people that that saw the little thing and about the race and stuff so it's like absolutely because see you have it easy with no guess that's for me that's the hardest part
2: I honestly can't I can't imagine imagine your guess, yeah let alone like Seeing your episode numbers in the hundred wow. count, like I wow. was stoked when we got to twenty four. I was like, you yes. <laughs> have mm-hmm. done it! We've yeah. made a full day of content." Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah, so I do. I will say that this year I have stopped worrying if I put one out every week.
2: Yeah, yeah. we have just because... gotten to the point of worrying yes. about doing. We've just every achieved
1: week. that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I think for four years it was pretty. It was pretty much every week, Oof. and and now it's like. I got stuff to do too.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so. And now you're famous.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, As all podcasters yep, are. Famous and wealthy.
0: Yep. Yep. It's like I said, I'm going to start a podcast just like every 12 year old boy in America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I got a dog here that wants to go out. Yeah. I go for, back to thanks town. for the
2: time, man. Yeah. We really appreciate Thank it. Thank
0: you. It was fun.
2: Um. So. And Hey, uh, uh, we'll be in contact afterwards if there's a way for us to get your recording and we could post it on our podcast as well for some cross promo stuff that would be pretty yeah. cool
0: yeah i'll just send you the files all right because i'm awesome. gonna do it um
2: Thank Yeah, you. i'm gonna
0: post this one wednesday so. Cool. all right thanks so
4: good Nationals. bye
2: <laughs> all right bye. see ya
0: bye
4: some girls will some girls wanna some girls might some girls